Hey everybody, welcome back to He Said I Talk Too Much. I know, it's been a while again, and um, I'll definitely get to that in a future pod. Today I'm going to talk about what you don't know about um, beauty treatments. And when I say what you don't know, I mean the maintenance, all the factors that you probably should consider before you drop that cash, and um, probably just some kind of little known things, little known tips, tricks, maybe a couple hacks. So these treatments I'm going to talk about are all things that I either currently have or have had in the very recent past, as in the last week. First thing I'm going to talk about is hair extensions. I currently have hair extensions in, um, and I'm a semi-veteran when it comes to hair extensions. I have had fusion uh, bonded hair extensions, I've had microbead extensions, I've had tape extensions, and um, they're a thing. They're still very much alive um, and kicking in the beauty world. So I think there are a lot of reasons to get hair extensions. You can get them for volume. Most people get them for length or length and volume, which is why I get them. Um, but what people don't know is that in addition to being um, pretty darn expensive, uh, and and like all of these beauty treatments I'm going to tell you, do not cheap out on them, um, there is maintenance involved. Um, you cannot get hair extensions put in your head and just, you know, sleep like a normal person. You have to put your hair in a, in a loose bond on the top of your head or in loose braids to sleep. When you first get your extensions, um, they're going to feel different because you are going to have something else on your head and a method of adhesion. So with beads, that can be uncomfortable the first couple nights until you get used to it. The same with fusions and the same with tapes, tapins. Cost, again, please do your research and look at how people do things. I recommend going to somebody who really has the experience, um, don't just look at their Instagram account and, and, and make your appointment. Go through, look at reviews, look at their experience. If you can find out where they were educated or found out or, or learned how to install hair extensions, awesome. Also, when you do hair extensions, you can't just have the person put the hair extensions in and voila, your hair looks great. You have to get them blended into your hair. And I don't just mean the color. The color, of course, is important. And uh, if you look closely, many installations that you will see, um, if they haven't filtered the heck out of them on Instagram, they won't match the person's hair color. It's very difficult to do that. Um, and in addition, you, you don't want to have any kind of demarcation where you can actually see the extensions versus the person's real hair. You want it to blend seamlessly. And that is not an easy task. So, uh, and a lot of places that you can go to that may seem reasonable in terms of price, it's because they don't include um, a haircut to blend the extensions into your natural hair. So, hair quality is important too. You want to look for human hair. Um, you want to feel it, touch it, see how it, it reacts. Most of the time I get straight hair. They do have curly hair available. I don't always wear my hair curly. Um, and of course you want to get human hair. So 
Um, currently I have a great set of tape-in extensions in. I like tape-in extensions because you can actually reuse the hair um, for I believe up to a year is what I was told. So uh, if you take care of your extensions, um, and when I say take care of them, that means you have to keep them moisturized because they have nothing to feed from because they're not coming out of your scalp. You have to um, be very careful with the amount of heat that you use. You can't use heat in your, in your bonds, what, whatever type they are, wherever the extensions are attached to your head, you can't put a flat iron on top of that. You, it will be a disaster. And you must use a high quality sulfate free uh, color shielding usually um, shampoo and conditioner it's it's expensive it's expensive it will definitely cost you um, but I've got to move on because I'm at five minutes just talking about hair extensions I'm gonna move on to lash lifts uh, next so lash lifts are getting popular um, because they are more reasonably priced than lash extensions and um, they are less maintenance there's still some maintenance involved a lash lift um, is basically a lash perm although I'm sure the person that does my lash lift would probably say no it's not so um, but a solution is applied to uh, basically curl your lashes um, and then they, it kind of held in that curl position um, it's great because you often pair that with the tint and then you really don't have to wear mascara unless you need that extra volume boost um, and you are good to go for about six to eight weeks whereas with lash extensions you're probably going to need a fill from anywhere from two to four weeks depending on how you sleep because again when you get lash extensions you really shouldn't sleep on your side because they will get smushed and also something I learned when at when I had my lash lift is for the lash lift for the first 24 hours you cannot get your eyelashes wet you cannot wear eye makeup and you cannot wear mascara so if you're planning on getting lash lift and then going out to your next event with a full face of makeup you would be incorrect you cannot do that in addition you really have to sleep on your back and if you think about it it makes sense if you if you got a perm in your hair which many of us did in the 80s and early 90s and you slept on it um, you have to comb it and kind of pick it out and make sure that it looks normal. It's the same with your lashes. If you lay on your side right after getting a lash lift, your lash lift uh, will not look good in the morning. So um, that's bad for me uh, and I wish I had known that prior is because I'm a side sleeper. So it was really difficult for me basically the first two nights to not be able to sleep on my side. But my um, lash lift person uh, she recommended a sleep mask and that really did help um, and yeah so lash lift I'm pretty happy with it is less expensive than lash extensions usually it's it's pretty reasonable they they range from about $50 and up um, and it does pair better with the tint but I still use mascara because I want that volume and that uh, length and I now I have the curl all right, now I'm going to move on to gel nails. Gel nails are, oh, gel nails. How, I don't even know where to begin with gel nails because gel nails can be anything. They Gel nails, some, to some people, means a shellac manicure. Um, gel nails, to some people, means uh, acrylic with a gel, a, a, a gel shellac on top. 
for me, gel nails means UV gel that has zero acrylic or MMA, which is that dental material that a lot of the um, chop shops, I'll call them, uh, use, which you really should never have on your nails ever and is dangerous. Um, and sometimes gel nails involve enhancements, usually extensions, which is a tip on top. Um, that's what I have right now until my nails grow, grow out. So for gel nails, you really need to pick a reputable salon. You can't just walk in um, to your local nail shop and just say, I want gel nails. You have to look, see what products they're using, make sure it's not a knockoff. I've observed in the past uh, salons actually thinning out some of their um, gel lacquer, like their shellac products. Um, Make sure it's the real thing. If you're getting something like an enhancement or extension on your nails, you need to know that that, that requires maintenance. You're not going to be using your nails the same way you did before you had gel nails. You're not going to be opening cans of soda. You're not going to be gardening with your hands. Um, you, you can't do that because they're going to get dirty. They're it's really difficult to get the dirt out of your your nails you have to keep your nail beds clean you have to moisturize them you have to oil them you can't it's not just a hey we're gonna pop these on and we're gonna go um i mean it is but then after that you have to take care of them and you are going to have to be prepared to pay for extras if you want a trendy shape that may be extra. If you want nail art, which I always get, that is going to be extra. You also have to be prepared to book your appointment for your fill. You have to get your fills. If you wait too long, your nails lift and then you need to get a new set. Don't go cheap on your nails. You will regret it. Trust me. So Spray tans, spray tans. I just got a spray tan and the person that does my lash lift um, did my spray tan. Spray tans have actually come a long way. I remember the first time I got a spray tan, I used to go to the Mystic Tan spray tan booth and uh, what a disaster that was. Now I know they still have those and I am contemplating finding a uh, tanning place that has that just so I can see if it has improved at all. But right now, when I say spray tan, I'm talking about the custom airbrush spray tans. Um, I've been getting those on and off for, for years now, and they're great. Honestly, they really are. But there's some things that you need to know about them. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you try to cheat and, and not do these things before your spray tan, you will definitely regret it, and it will definitely show up on your skin. First of all, you have to shave everywhere that you are going to get that tan applied. And you have to shave at least 12 hours. You should probably do it 24 hours before you get it. You have got to do that. And you need to exfoliate. And when I say exfoliate, do not use a sugar scrub. Do not use an oil-based scrub. You have to use a straight-up exfoliator. That is all. After you are done doing your exfoliation and your shaving, do not put lotion on. <laughs> do not put lotion on. Do not put perfume on. You cannot do that. Uh, before you go for your spray tan, make sure all of your makeup is off. 
and make sure that you have not used an oil-based remover because again, the spray tan will not adhere to that. Um, you need to know that uh, your spray tan is really not a base tan. It's something that's covering you. It's being, it's being applied. It is custom. When you get it applied, uh, unless you specify otherwise, you can be fully nude. Um, I usually go in with underwear and then they have a disposable top that you can wear that's like a tube top, like a string on it. It's it's not supportive, so <laughs> you can do that. Um, but some people go in with nothing and that works too because they don't want the lines. If you are going to go swimming after your spray tan, um, your spray tan will bleach. <laughs> it will, it will leave you and it may, um, in fact be patchy. After you get your spray tan, you are supposed to moisturize, but do not overdo it. Don't put on a pile of body butter because it will break down your spray tan faster. Again, your spray tan kind of, it, it, does it does absorb but does sit on top of your skin as well and you have to keep it hydrated because it's on top of your skin but if you put too much of anything on your skin it will break down faster so you can't really maintain a spray tan um just so you know you, you need to just keep getting spray tans um depending on how your spray tan was applied and if it was applied well or not it should gradually fade you can use um self tanner and they make special self uh tanners for spray tans um to kind of help them uh stick around a little longer but that's really just you applying your self tan after your spray tan and again just like everything else that I've mentioned, there's maintenance here. So you can get a spray tan and it'll probably last you a week to two weeks, um, less if you're swimming or less if you're outside actually sunning yourself. And if you are, why'd you get a spray tan? But um, you will have to get a spray tan on a regular basis. And that can add up over time because I think the average price around my area is about... 50 or $60. So that adds up. Um, so that's all I'm going to talk about in terms of beauty treatments today. If there's a beauty treatment that you want me to talk about, um, cause I could talk about microblading. I could talk about threading. I could talk about waxing. I could talk about facials and then I'm happy to do that. Uh, just let me know my email and my, uh, my email information is usually in the bio. A section of wherever you get this podcast so feel free to message me and tell me all about it uh, until next time bye